far, so good. I hit the right button, got the microphone on, made it in here in time. You did cut me off on the highway, though. I did not cut you off you on the did. highway. It, you did. A thousand percent, you I, did. How do you know? It was, I, have a gr- I have a gray Jetta. You do. Everybody like in Canada's car, so I knew exactly. Everybody I, in Canada it. has a Jetta. You cannot you possibly have known. There was nobody else on the highway, and I'm in the middle lane. I would not. Cut I'm just you cruising off. along. I'm a. And here you come. Did I signal? Absolutely not. <laughs> then it might have been me. <laughs> Absolutely it, not. It could have been me. And I didn't have the energy to to give you the finger that I wanted to give you because my son was in the car yeah. trying to be a good parent. Anyhow. Yeah, that's that's Hi, the I'm Jeff. we wanted to get off. To. I'm Jeff Blair. That's Kevin Barker. It's Blair yes. and Barker. We're back. I'm so happy to be back. We're back. We are happy to be back because my life of purpose now. Jeez, I can structure my oh, day. Man, I can structure me? my day around the hour here. We're on from 11 a.m. Eastern to noon on Sportsnet 590, the fan of Sportsnet 360. And at some point, they'll move us to two hours, I guess, as we get closer to opening day, which is on March 30th this year in St. Louis, which happens to be my birthday. Oh, well, happy so birthday. There you go. Hey? March 30th. Should I ask how old you're going to be? Yeah, I won't tell you anyhow. Get, what, what don't we do? <laughs> I, o- I can look it up. No, we'll do an over-under on my age because we're going to well, later on. Well, you did ride trains with Babe Ruth so I can guess. That's right. Somewhere uh, around that mark. <laughs> we are at that point, of course, in the seat. Well, you mentioned this coming on air. You said you hated this time of year. Disgustingly. You hated as a ball player this time of year. I did. I, well, I was always that guy on the bubble, and I was to 26 man. Now, and that yeah. was before they had 26 oh, man rosters, oh, right? Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna tell you what I think about the 26 man just because it's it's not fair to guys that will be the 26 man. But I was always that guy, and I. This is the worst time of the year because you 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 had some glimmer of hope when I was because I wasn't that guy because I didn't make enough money to right, that was talked about. Show, it. Barker in field five. Up, Barker in field five. You, you're yes. everybody now that shows up two months early before spring training. How you afford that? Like like if you live in a different city other than Arizona or Florida, yeah. how, how you afford that? So I was one of those guys. I was rolling in at like the night. Or the morning before the actual spring training day first, started. First base. What did no you, the license plate? First base on it. That's really? still my favorite Sean Casey story ever. There's yeah, Parker with that little. I took so much heat. I had to wash a lot of cars because of that. Yeah. Because of what my license plate said. Yeah, but it was a terrible time. It was just one of those times. I dreaded <laughs> it. Uh, you know, especially when I was moving teams and I was trying to meet new coaches. And, you know, meeting and impressing yeah, is a it's a broad thing to talk about and think about, and I was trying to do both at the same time and do it in a hurry. Like you know, you want to you want to do things in, in batting cages and on batting practice right. and catching ground balls that, that some coach because it's a popularity contest when you're the 26 man, right? Yeah, you're competing against other guys that are in the same boat that you are, and you're trying to be that person. It's well, it's, you're trying to it's eliminate. It's a hard thing. You're 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 trying you're trying to eliminate. Bad things. You, you, whatever. Uh, they're going to judge you as a ball player. What you want to do is, you want to ensure that they're not eliminating you because you're a bad actor, or you're lazy, you show up late, or anything. like that. I'm sure that. that has something to do with it. But the, that 26 man guy has to. There has to be a reason why you want to take him with you to your club. There has to be some reason. It's sort of like Nathan Lucas, right? It's it's you're making sure that other guys on your team that mm-hmm. are in the outfield could stay healthy, and there's a reason why they're going to take you. And that was me. And that's a lot of guys this time of the year. Uh, we'll be joined by Shai Davidi from Dunedin. 
as we mentioned, the uh, Jays are uh, opening day is March 30th. The uh, Grapefruit League opener, I think, is in five days' time. And uh, does it matter? No. Well, this year it does. We'll talk about that as well with Shy. This year, uh, this year is Grapefruit League games are going to matter tremendously this year. Not the wins and losses, but the games. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later with Shy. I've always said, Kevin, that the that once spring training starts, nothing good happens. Like from now until opening day, the only thing that could possibly happen is somebody's going to tear a knee or blow out their labrum or or, or do something. Uh, but this year, as I said, it's different because we've got a whole whack of rules changes coming in and mm-hmm. kind of and nitpicky things, right? Like just nitpicky things like Kevin Gossman having to work in his delivery because they're going for Well, th- this is what I'm saying, though. I-, I think this makes spring training and the games more important than ever. Shy. Uh, did an article a little earlier, had an article a little earlier on sportsnet.ca and talked about um, and, and talked about some of the drills the Jays are doing and how they are going to have to create confusion because, yes, there are rules against or limiting the shift this year, but as the Tampa Bay Rays have already said, there aren't rules against limiting guys moving once the ball's in play. I mean, there are, but you can kind of maybe possibly work around it. Never mind that you can just, you can still take an outfielder. You can go with, if you want to have three dudes in right field, you can. You can do that. Mm. So I, at, between that, the pitch clock, um, you know, the bigger base, that's not so much of a big deal. But the, the shift limitations, the pitch clock, the enforcement of the Bach rule, I mean, a lot of guys, Kevin Gossman is one of the guys, and he said, hey, I'm on that list. I know I'm the guy they're going to be looking at. Uh, you know, the Astros have some guys. There's going to be a lot going on. Yeah, there's going to be a lot going on this year. In, in addition to getting the arms ready, uh, getting the swings ready, and I, I mean, nobody gets there, in there, shape there, anymore. Some, they're already so in shape. There's so much video that you could walk up to Kevin Gossman and go, here, here, here's what it looks like when you do it right, when you balk mm-hmm. or when you don't balk. Don't do this. He's a professional athlete. He's been around long enough to know how not yeah, to but, do it. But, Kev, you know what? It's, it's the bounce and come to a stop. Make sure everybody sees that you stop. Throw the baseball. Like, don't overthink these things, right? It, it's it's something that they're trying to do to get more eyeballs to a TV set. That's why they're doing these things. And you're a professional athlete. I get it. It's a change. And there'll be some older players mm. that, you know, in the heat of the moment who have had a couple of bad starts in a row that one of the umpires are going to walk out and go, you're doing this, don't do it again. And it's going to be a shouting match back and forth just because that's the way it is. They're grown men. But for the most part, I just don't think this is a big deal. And I think it's better for baseball. We're also, of course, uh, going to see the World Baseball Classic this year, the return of the World Baseball Classic. And I mean, I'm always conflicted by this because I like the international competition. I think it's important to grow the game. I, I think it's meaningful to a lot of players, but it also just, it's another excuse for guys to be competitive three weeks ahead of when they're supposed to be competitive. And again, I just assume that bad stuff happens when that's the case. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed when Vladdy's playing for the Dominican Republic. Luckily, I think for the Jays, Alec Manoa is not going Thank God for that. Jordan Romano's not going to represent uh, the, the play for Team Italy. Barrios is going. Thank God for that. Barrios is going. 
Uh, he said, I'll throw three for, innings in a side anyway. Why, why shouldn't I throw them? Well, yeah, three innings, three innings in a side is different than throwing three innings when you're facing Trey Turner in the games on the line. Or, well, we're going to talk about this. It sounds like all the adjustments that he's made, Yeah, he needs to work on them somewhere. Okay. Well, anyhow, we, yeah, we, we, will, hmm? we will talk about that. We'll get, we'll get you caught up to date on uh, everything that's gone on in spring training so far. Uh, Bo Bichette avoided a nasty... Should have been a nasty arbitration hearing with the team. Signed a three-year deal. Everybody's happy with it. Uh, Vladdy is still in a one-year deal. Alec yeah, I, I mean, we've I talked. So. We talked about this. I thought Vladdy would sign first, but Bo got his deal. And Vladdy's number is going to be a little bigger. I Vladdy's think. number is going to be Maybe. bigger. And and mm. and um, Vladdy, I don't think is going to. And this Bo made a, made a point during his <clears throat> his interview after he signed the contract. Which I thought was really kind of just shows, I think, how, how smart the dude is. He said, look, I understood that Major League Baseball puts pressure on teams to come up with these dollar figures. They didn't want me to establish a new standard for a shortstop and my service time. So anyhow, that's all done. I don't think Vladdy's not going to Vladdy's not going to establish a standard for anybody. I think it's probably easier to figure out what Vladdy... It's probably easier to come to a match between what Vladdy wants to be paid and you think he should be paid easier mm-hmm. than it would be to come to a match between what Bo want thinks he should be paid and you think he should be paid. Anyhow, that's done three years. Don't have to worry about arbitration. Uh, doesn't Bo hasn't given up a year of free agency. I don't think that's that big a deal. I think the main thing is that you've got Bo Bichette for the next three years and you don't have to worry about going to arbitration. Uh, what else has happened? Hey, everybody's showing up in the shape of their life. George Springer's nice great. Too, by the way, I got my khakis on. Yeah, hey? uh, that's, like, that's, that's wore my khakis. That's crazy. I well, did you that did it intentionally. On what you did it on purpose? I did. I wore the khakis on purpose. Don't man. do it again. Uh, anyhow, um, why not? Well, I mean, I, I do say a lot of difficult things about the khakis. No, it just, just, just happened to be what I wanted to wear today. But no, I, I wore it to uh, in 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 support of the khakis who were going to be. <laughs> Who are going to be completely? They're going to be a part of it. They're going to be part of this show <laughs> tremendously, tremendously. Trust me. We have a Barker drinking contest every time he says khakis. Uh, now, see, it made me lose my train of thought. Hey, everybody's in the shape of their life. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like Vernal Wells was when he showed no up question. and said he was in the shape of his life after doing yoga mm-hmm. all year and yanked his hamstring in the first mm-hmm. workout. Uh, but anyhow, everybody's in the uh, shape of their life. You say Kikuchi has a wispy beard and apparently a different arm slot. Everybody light a candle. Uh, Jose Barrios apparently reinvented himself. reinvented himself. You find that odd? No. That a dude you gave 130 large to? No. Don't know how to make tweaks? I've always said. And it. you're reinventing him? He's a, I, that's he's, weird he's a great athlete. He'll make the change. Uh, <laughs> why would you have to? And uh, Brandon Bell, Every everybody's here. Everybody showed up. I don't even think they've had a visa issue this year, which is really good. Now, let's talk about the Jays and what our expectations are Ooh. of the Jays this year. And of course, this is going to change in spring training. What do you mean? Well, it could change at the end of spring training. If somebody if, gets hurt, if somebody gets hurt. Uh, but we know this, there's more balance with Kiermaier, Varsho and Brandon Bell. There's more balance in the lineup. Yeah. Again, we will Athletic. talk about the lineup at some point. There's better outfield defense. No run question. prevention's clearly an issue. Mm-hmm. Looking at the projected run or projected win totals, for teams, and this is courtesy of Bet MGM, and most of the 
the books that I've seen have the Jays over under at some place between 91 and 90, 91, five and 92, five. Uh, so let's just operate under 90, 92, five. Uh, I, I will say this against early. I still think the Yankees are the best team in the American league East. I hate to agree, but I'm with you. Which doesn't mean that I don't think the Jays will make the playoffs because I think they will make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 92, and a half wins. You taking the over or the under? Right I think now, that, I think that's about right. Can I ten, can I take the fence? Can no. I can I go? We don't want to do that. I'm not going over. I, I just I really think, yeah. I think that's okay. a, that's a lot. That's a that's a big number. Like you got to and you got a different schedule this year because you're playing you're playing teams more than, that are 500 or better that mm-hmm. were last year that you're going to play more now. Yep. I think those 24 games that you don't play in the American League East. I don't know if that helps or hurt. I. I I think they're very familiar with those teams, and we've seen the at-bats that they have, right, yeah. against teams that they don't really know, even if that pitcher's not great, can be okay well, how it looks, how the run's scoring. And, oh, by the way, the fences are closer. Right. At home. Yes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you won't let me take 95, 92 and a half. I'll take the under. Houston's projected, again, this is bet MGM. Houston's projected 96 and a half. Dodgers, 96 and a half. I'm taking the under in the Dodgers. I, I don't think the Dodgers are that. Are, I'm, I'm well, they're you. good, but I don't think. I'm with you. Atlanta's 95 and a I'll half. I'll take the over. I'm, I'm taking the over in Atlanta. Yankees are 95 and a half. I, I think about that's, right. about, that's about right. I do too. I would take, and then the Mets are 95 and a half, and San Diego's 93 and a half. Blue Jays, 92 and a half. <laughs> Having said that, I think the Yankees will win the division. I'm still, I'm probably going to take, I'm probably going to take the over on the Jays at 92 and a half. Because I think I would take the over in the Yankees at 95 and a half. I'm not certain that Baltimore does what it did last year. Uh, Boston, I just don't think Boston's a good team. And Tampa, Mm. (laughs) again, Tampa's Tampa. And they got their guys healthy, right? Mm-hmm. They got their pitchers healthy again. They're pitching sick. Their pitching is, is sick. really, really. And good. they're in an eighty-eight and a half side. I mean, I'd probably take, take the over. I'd take that. the over in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I'd take the over in the Jays, and I'd take the over in the Yankees. I think the the AL, the AL East is going to be uh, is going to be a um, be a interesting really to see what That's the Angels right now, do, though. the White Sox do, the Twinkies, what they're going to do, like. You're going to have to win a lot of games. And maybe that's why you're hearing John Snyder talk about the little things. Mm -hmm. It could be the little things that help us get a little bit better than those teams that are trying in the offseason. The Rangers are our team. You brought in a new manager. You're bringing in all these really good pitchers. You know, offensively, they didn't live up to par last year. You're thinking they're going to get better there. They're going to be a better team. They're going to win more games. You're thinking, look, I – I said I said the under, but it's going to have to be somewhere around that 92, 93 mark. Now, you're talking 95, 96. I, that's a big number, Jeff. I, I don't just – is their bullpen good enough? Is their, is their lineup good enough for the Jays to do that, right? See, I'm, like the people that they're bringing in, Varsho, he take a step back from last year. Expectations are there. And, and you know, when you do slump because you're going to – he's one of those guys you watch tape, misses a lot of balls right down the middle, makes you scratch your head. He can do that in Arizona. You're doing that here, and you have to answer for it. I'm not saying he's going to, because I think the the athlete in him is going to take him. Being around Don Manning is going to help tremendously mm-hmm. about those little 0 for 15s. How do you handle it? 
But the expectations is that's a everybody that doesn't bother. Now he's been on our show and we've heard him talk. Man, he's got a lot of confidence. Like he ain't he ain't hurting for confidence. No, he's a, but he's it's a, that how do you handle it when it matters yeah, the most I, against the team of the American listen, League I'm, East? I mean, I'm so, I'm all in on Dalton and Brandon Belt. Is he too old? Can he hit a heater? Can he hit cleanup for the Blue Jays? Can he protect somebody that's hitting in front of him? That's Can he drive in some big runs? Like, there's some things there. Kevin Kiermaier, can he stay on the field long enough to help defensively? Like, if he plays 110 games in center, so George Springer don't have to play 110 games in center or somebody else, you know how good this defense would be? So there's there's some question marks, and that's why I say the overs a bit strong, but they're still a really good team in their playoff team in Let my me, mind. We haven't talked about Chris Bassett yet. Chris Bassett, the big free agent signing mm -hmm. for the Blue Jays. I mean, Kevin Kiermaier is also a free agent signing as well, I shouldn't say, and Brandon Belt. But I think Chris Bassett uh, is probably the focal point for the Blue Jays. I'm going to give you some teams, all right? I'm going to run down these teams, and you're going to tell me what they had in common. Houston, Cleveland, Seattle, San Diego, Philadelphia, and the Yankees. Innings pitched by their starters. Bingo. Those are the top six teams in baseball in terms of the innings they've received from their starting. The they Blue received Jays? from their starting pitchers. Blue Jays were nineteenth. Blue Jays got eight hundred and twenty-seven and two-thirds innings out of their starting pitchers. Now, Houston was sick. Houston got nine hundred and fifty innings out of their out of their starting pitchers, and they don't have Justin Verlander this year. Now, that, but but nine hundred and fifty innings. Uh, there were four teams. Houston, Cleveland, Seattle, and San Diego, who got more than 900 innings of their starting pitchers. So that, I don't think you're ever going to get 950 innings out of your starting pitchers. But 827 and two-thirds innings. Not good enough. It's not. And I'm just looking at Especially other teams. When there's other teams in the American League who are going to be better than they were last year. Yeah. So you're going to have to have more wins. Kansas City got pitchers. more innings out of its starting pitchers. Yeah. than Oakland. Oakland got more innings out of its starting pitchers than Toronto did. Colorado got more innings out of their starting pitchers than Toronto did. So, the question I have for you. Manoa, Gossman, Barrios, Barrios, Chris Bassett. Those are your four, four starters. How many innings do you think you need out of whoever the fifth starter is? Okay. Well, okay, let, let's run through this. Got Gosman last year had 174 innings. Barrios had 172, gave up 29 homers. Now, I know that's your boy, but those are the two that you look at. Manoa had over 190. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of innings. If you do the math and you're talking about 900 and you're talking about more than 92 and a half wins and you're talking about one, being one of those top teams, right, who are just flying in the playoffs, you're going to need to be one of the top five guys. Now, the Phillies had high 800s and they were the fifth team, right? Yep. Yes. So, but... Even to get high 800s, you know, you're going from 827 to that number of almost 900. For me, you're looking at three guys in your in your rotation who are going to have 190-plus innings. That would be Gosman, Barrios, and Manoa. You would think Gosman and Barrios are going to do better. Manoa, for me, has to stay the same. Yeah, I'm, you're, lo you're looking at Bassett, who had a little over 180 last year. I'm going to be... I'm going to say somewhere in that 160 range. Now, that, that's safe. That's a safe number. If he gives you mm -hmm. more, that's a plus. But I'm going to say somewhere in that 160 range. Okay, the three times the 190 is 570. You add the 160 to it, that's 730. Right. Have to ask yourself from the other pitchers. 
where you're getting the 170 innings from. If you want to get to 900, you want to take away, in my mind, one of your weaknesses. And, oh, by the way, the fences are closer at the Rogers Center. So we haven't even mentioned the 82 games you're playing there. Is that going to affect the innings pitch? Because it's – I think that's where you're getting. When you talk about good teams, you look at how many innings the starters are pitching. If they're going deeper in games and giving you a lot of innings, that means they're – probably giving you what you want, and you're going to win most of those, if not all of those games. So that's the question for me. If you want to win more than 92 and a half games, where's the 170 coming from? Is it Yusei Kikuchi? Is it a plethora of a bunch of other people? That's the thing you have to ask yourself. If you want to be one of the top teams, you want to you carry trophies across fields, and I do like the way they're talking, which is they're not. Yeah, you no one's, no one's mentioned the, that so somebody far. Somebody asked Vladdy about the video and all those things, and he yeah. says, I'm not talking about that yeah. anymore. Good for him. If you like the trailer, you like when the I come movie. On, absolutely. Gives me ammo when I come on here and you don't want that. Just go out there and prove it to us that you're one of the best teams in baseball. But I do think it starts there, Jeff. Where are they getting? I I believe in the Barrios. I I really do. All those. It's very shocking to me that he has to reinvent everything he's doing, pushing off and length of stride and out in front and the. I, just, it's odd to me, yeah. but at least he's doing it, and hopefully it works out for him. The Gosman thing, you'll think he'll throw more innings because he missed some starts because of injury. Manoa, you're hoping he doesn't take a step back, and he's going to give you the 190 plus. Bassett, I do think. All the pitches that he throws, the five different ones, I don't think the 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 fences being moved in at home are going to scare him away. I do think he's going to give you those innings. It's the other guys. Yeah, I think I think well, that's and, where they're going to separate and, themselves from other teams. And right now, it looks like it's down to uh, it's down to Mitch White or um, or you say Kikuchi, uh, Ricky Tiedemann, who's their top pitching prospect. I don't predictability. Yeah, Early I, on I, the I'll, I'll talk to we'll last will join us in a few minutes. I don't know what to make of the Ricky Tiedemann thing. Cause I last year, there were people in the organization telling me, don't be surprised if this guy is pitching in the majors at some point this year. And there were people in the organization telling me be surprised if he's pitching in the majors <laughs> this year. So, and, and both of them have titles. <laughs> the two people who told me that have titles. Yeah. So I don't know what to make of Ricky Tiedemann. Um, and, and, I, I think, look, if, if for the Jays to get where they want to go, I think if Ricky Tiedemann has a good start, I think he puts himself on the radar, and why not bring him up? You know, it's about winning something in the next three years. That That's that's obvious. You know you're going to have Bo and Vladdy for the next three years. After that, you just don't know. So this is your window of opportunity. And I don't think this team plays service time games anymore. And if if Tiedemann is what everybody says he is, and that is kind of another Alec Manoa, mm-hmm. then put him on the fast track and get him up here. I'm with you. I'm with you. But, and get him up here But to start can. the season, you're seeing you say Kikuchi. I, I would think that's going to be better. I mean, we're, we're going to talk to Shy about some yeah, adjustment, <laughs> adjustments that he's made. Uh, he threw 80 innings. He got He's going to give you more than that, no? He'll give you – if he gives you 110 innings, that would be the 60 left over – after all the other guys are doing mm. those things that the Mitch White maybe or the Thomas Hatch or the Nate Pearsons, I don't know. But that's the point here is, is where you're getting the 170 from. And if you can get some surprises and some guys live up to the contracts and what everybody thinks they're going to be, we'll take away, See, Jeff. I don't know what you think their weakness is going into the season, but mine is and it will always be, is the bullpen. And that's how you hide yes. it, right? You don't throw them as much. Well, as I mentioned, and, and this stands to reason, the teams that got the most innings out of their starting pitchers generally also got the fewest innings out of their relievers. And, of course, what does that mean? Well, that means when you're in the playoffs, 
your relievers have a little more in the tank. There it is. And if you're deep like Houston, it means you're playing games with your starters and your relievers. You're playing games with guys like Christian Javier and Jose Urquidy and things like that. So, hey, you know what? We got through the first segment of the year without me talking about John Schneider and the Heimlich maneuver and trying to make a joke about the Jays choking to Seattle last year in the playoffs. Well, you just did it. Did I? I was I I I was so impressed that I could get through. But he then, saved, then I he did. saves lives. He did. He yeah. dislodged a piece of shrimp from a woman's throat using the Heimlich maneuver, which Kevin is going to. Luckily for those of you watching us on Sportsnet 360, Barker is going to perform the Heimlich maneuver on me uh, when we come back from this break. It'll be very good. They don't pay me enough to do that. Anyhow, no, all. Kidding aside and everything, shout out to uh, John Schneider. Absolutely. Clear Sky Draft, I, I, draft House. He's in there having dinner with the wife. Lady beside him, she's gagging on a I, prawn or on shrimp or whatever. He gets up, right place at the right time, does the... I was wondering boom, if it was shrimp April. Shrimp flies out on April's the table. Full. I said, there's no way that's true. There's no way that's true until I pick up the phone and call somebody that would know that. Yeah, he did. That's down there he that dislodged. lives in my family. Dislodged a shrimp. And I believe everything she says, so... Good for him. I mean, hey, look... If it makes his job easier yeah. of going to that guy in the sixth inning. He got free beer for it, too. Uh, he should, forever. See, the person what, that he's what we should do is we should go saved. down there, sit at separate tables. I'll pretend I'm gagging. You come up from behind. Give me the Heimlich maneuver. I'll spit something out, but and then you me, get free would, beer, and we can split it. I would wait too long. Yeah, you probably would. <laughs> you wouldn't be rushing over. Anyhow. I would. Uh, seriously, all kidding aside, shout out to John Schneider uh, for uh, quick thinking. I, I mean, I don't know what I would do. I don't, you would I, try and help one way or the well, other. What am I going to do? I don't know how to do the Heimlich maneuver. You'd yell and scream at somebody to come and help. Or I think you're a good person. You don't show I just, it all the time, but I think you are. I don't know, man. I'd be a little. Can you do the Heimlich maneuver? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. If I had to. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I, 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 am, I have been obsessed by this all weekend for some reason. Obsessed? Obsessed with John Schneider. I thought it was a joke. I got to be honest maneuver. with you. No, I, I, I really did. Uh, he's no joke. Shai Davidi is our MLB insider with Sportsnet. He has the unfortunate job of being in Florida, covering it's 90 baseball. 90 degrees today, too. Shut up. Covering baseball. Uh, luckily, though, Shai has decided that he's going to soldier on, suck it up, and come and talk to us on Blair and Barker. Shai Davidi's next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. The fan, I got to remember how to say the Sportsnet 360 and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor Show with Will Liu. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, a big weekend, by the way. Big weekend. In Barker's neck of the woods. Yeah. Mac McClung. How about that? Your home your home your homeboy won a slam dunk not competition. Really, not really. Well, he's, like from Gate, he's from Gate City in Virginia. He would have had to live in Mendota. That's where I grew up. Yeah. So he's not, not a City. he's not a homeboy. No. Is Gate City Unless bigger than Mendota? Gibby, which is on that side of the mountain. I yeah. mean, I guess everybody on that side of the mountains. Yeah. Homeboys. That was the way you put it? Dude, how how does a guy from Virginia win a slam dunk contest? Well, the same way anybody else wins one. You're really good at jumping. 
All right, now tell me about Gate City. How would you? What, what well, you, am I no, supposed hang on. to tell you? Well, well, hang on now, because I know that you were a stud athlete. First, first at John Battle, which mm. is a great name for high school. Then Virginia High, which is kind of lame. But anyhow, that's neither here nor there. So you're a great athlete Got me there. Drafted. You're one. It did. Yeah, that's true. Tech. So you're one of the, you know, you're one of the big names in that area. And, is Gate City like? Is it better than Mendota? Does it have a bigger yeah. Walmart? Like, what would you? <laughs> is it a? Is it a better school? Like, seriously, I want to know. Uh, yeah, because get, you said that they had they, a great. You said they're backwards. Like, they're backwards. I, I, that's your words. I did not say that. Okay, that's 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 your words. Take take that back. Okay, I did not say that. I I did say they had a really good high school football team. The Blue Devils. Yes, the Blue Devils, Gay City Blue Devils, yeah. and they were they were very hard to handle. Yeah, I did say that. Yes. Yes. Other than that, I don't really know. You were the quarterback. Much about. I, do, were the I cor- do know they had a, a Piggly Wiggly, which is a very good grocery store that yeah. we used to we used to go to when I was a kid, and a Pizza Hut. They I had a remember, Pizza I Hut. I can remember that too. And you didn't have a Pizza Hut in Mendota. I, I do. I do remember that there was a there was a Pizza Hut in Gate City that when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, you can get those candies when you go up to pizza. You've been at Pizza Hut's before, obviously. I've never gotten. Obviously. So when Jesus. you go up and, you, and you're paying, you got that little, you know, that donation box where you can put money in to buy candy. No. So it's, anyway, they have that. Yeah. And I don't think when I was a kid, I put the money in and I just took the you candy. Just took the candy. And I got in the car and I was like halfway home, which is pretty far. You know, it's yeah. 25 minute drive. It's, you do the 12 math. and a half minutes. Absolutely. So my, my mother, when I was a kid, noticed, how did you get the candy? I didn't give you money. So, so, so is, I got so I got scalded for that because this isn't that's quite where, the story I wanted. Pizza Hut, that's where the Pizza Hut was at in Gate City. Okay, and I got yelled and screamed at, and she made me turn around, and apologize, and really? I don't know if she made me work there for half a night. By the way, shout I, out, shout would. out, shout out to uh, to to Ma and Pa Barker, and to your sister. Shout out to your sister and to my mother, who I know is listening, absolutely, and watching. Actually, absolutely. my mother's watching because there's no curling on. If there was curling on, she wouldn't be watching. No, um, but anyhow, so okay, I just wanted to. Yeah, yeah. So okay, Mendota's. Yeah, like if you grew up in a small town, you know, one of the things that Morden and Winkler, Winkler was the first place to have a McDonald's, right? So that was like a big deal. Sure. Now, Morden, you could drink. Winkler was a dry town, Uh-oh. so we won that one. And we also had a theater. They didn't have a theater. Uh-huh. But How did you get it, home? Which one did you live in? I lived in Morden. So you drove after drinking? Never. Anyhow, I, so there you go. I just wanted to, because I thought that was kind of cool. Did I go a different way than you thought it, it would it go? It did, because yeah, I yeah. thought you were going to tell me that you were you had great games against the Gate City Blue Devils. I, I got to be honest with you, I don't really remember. Okay. I'm sure I did, because I was a great athlete. Yes, yeah. you were. All right. Anyhow, there you go. A little bit of Virginia, a little bit of Virginia history and Virginia geography, if you're in Mendota. I was raised right. If you're, You were. You steal candy. Old mama, puts it, she put the hammer right. down. I didn't like that. Turn right. the car around. Bringing Shy Davidi. He's our MLB insider with Sportsnet, who has been I'm never sure, stole just candy. Riveted, either. riveted by uh, by this candy. discussion. Uh, Matt yeah. McClung. Yeah, it's the first day, Shy. Yeah, we're getting used to this. <laughs> you guys are in spring training mode too. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we are. are. We are. So, Shy, tell me about the analy- Give me an analytical breakdown of the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> Yeah, quite the story, right? It um, is, we're we're yeah. joking. It's, a, it's the uh, Schneidlick maneuver. Oh, that's uh, very good. And, wow. And, you know, it's... Uh, Thank God he didn't he have to get joking. Tim Mesa to help him out, though. <laughs> 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 you know, he uh, he wasn't even sure he remembered it. It was just like, he was just like, well, I think it's this. And, wow. you know, pressed, pressed hard enough that the shrimp dislodged from uh, the lady's throat. So, uh, quite the story, quite a... 
uh, quite an entry point. It happened, I think, a couple of weeks ago, he was saying. He didn't have the exact date, but wow. uh, nice little bit of a good... Uh, happens every day for him. Good, yeah. yeah, good, uh, good Samaritan ship. First save uh, of the year. First save of the year. It. Insert well, your... We were uh, trying to come up with baseball puns for this yesterday. We were having a tough time, like yeah. Schneidlich maneuver converts the save or something like that. We, we didn't quite we didn't quite thread the needle. Yeah, that's all right. There's, uh, there's still plenty of time to thread all the stuff that needs to be thread. I like asking this question of everybody. <laughs> that didn't make sense. I like asking this question of everybody the first time I talk to them in spring training. We'll get to the important stuff a bit. It's been the most impressive thing you've seen so far. Like, what is the side session or the BP session or whatever where you, it's one of those baseball moments, right, where you're just looking at it and going, wow, this is great. So I've made a conscious effort to not get sucked into, oh, my gosh, this bullpen session is electric because, like, it happens every year, and then, you know, it, it all looks good until there's a hitter in there, right? right. And then you get, a, you get the great equalizer. Uh, the, the thing that I've really liked is this, the amount of energy and intensity around things like pitchers fielding practice or some of the infield drills, whether it's, you know, making sure that you're at the right base and uh, intensity kind of throwing to the right guy, making good throws, good picks, things like that. To to me, that, that matters because look, this team is, is pretty talented. We know what the expectations are. We know what the end of the season was last year. We know what the issues were, and during the during the season, and you know, attention to detail is a big part of it. And you know, to see players that putting an emphasis on it, and not just sort of going through the motions, but going through it and trying to create some energy around it, pumping each other up, reacting if someone doesn't doesn't or makes a great play or doesn't make a great play. Little things like that, I think, are important and certainly seem to be a point of emphasis. For the club, at least in the early going. Shia, is this what uh, John Snyder is is wanting to his team to be like? Is what you just mentioned, right? I, I, I've been in spring trainings and, and we do PFPs all the time. Like, is it is it different? Is there is this about more about John Snyder trying to invent himself, and this is the way he wants his team to look, or is there a different alternative? It's a bit of a bit of both, right? It's Look, he wants to, he wants this wants pe- uh, the players to recognize that it matters, and that uh, this is something that you know the the work that you're putting in right now, and that the work that they're going to continue to do during the regular season on these things, because it's not going to end when spring training goes. They're going to keep doing it into July and August. But this is the stuff that shows up at big moments in September and October, and. Those reps now, the locking it in, the creating the muscle memory, you know, maybe there's a payoff to that at a key moment when things really matter. And so uh, I, I think that's something that not just John Schneider, but the coaching staff is really prioritizing. And they're just, uh, they seem to be at least early on, you know, again, it's, uh, they haven't even had their first full squad workout yet. So, you know, let's kind of, remember that and contextualize it properly but the the players seem to be bought in on that are talking about that and are making a point of saying you know this is something that we've got to pay attention to Uh, yeah I I think that matters you know at least on February 18th or 19th or whatever the date is today no I'd also have to think that the new rules changes that we're seeing in baseball probably put a greater emphasis or just by by point of fact, put a greater emphasis on some of the fundamental work we're going to see. 
again, you're right. First full workouts are just beginning. Uh, it's going to be intriguing to see Grapefruit League games and Cactus League games this year with the new rules in place. But I wanted to ask you, we've got pitch clock, <clears throat> we've got bigger bases, we've got uh, your article, and Kevin Gossman was great, the, the impact that the, the enforcement of the Bach rule plus the pitch clock will have on Kevin Gossman. I mean, he's, it's clearly something that he's thought of, and I think I mentioned the shift limitations. What is the... What is the rules change that is going to be most complicated for the Blue Jays to work on in spring training? Like I've been told, I've been told that, you know, people are still trying to figure out whether or not you can actually put infielders in motion, right? So you may not have shifts, but you may have guys in motion, which I, you know, I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work out. Uh, is that the, the drill and the, the rule you're kind of most interested in? So you actually can't have, I mean, well, you can have an infielder in motion, but uh, the infielder can't cross, uh, can't cross the, can't cross over okay. uh, until the ball's released. So that it's sort of, you can't, you, you're not going to have enough time to do that and be in a set position to field a ground ball if you're right. in motion, the way the rule is written. So that's not going to be a factor. So I think the, the way I would say, I think there are two things there. I think the rule like obviously the pitch clock is going to be the one that's all encompassing, but it's, it's one, a piece of that rule it, that the two disengagement rule for the pitcher when, mm. when, when guys are on base, that's the one that's going to be extremely complicated, right? Cause you've got a base stealer on and you've disengaged twice. You picked over twice and now you're out, you know, is, is that guy taking off? What happens in the first and third situation? Right. And guys break. You know, if you don't get an out on the bases, uh, when, you pick up, when you make a pickoff throw after, you, after you've had the two disengagements, then it's, it's an automatic balk. And so there, there's a, there are a lot of complications to that part of it that for me, and, you know, it's been talking to people that everybody else seems to agree about it. You know, I was chatting a little bit with Whit Merrifield uh, earlier this morning. He was saying, he was kind of licking his chops at that, saying, you know, I, I, I hope that I can create a lot of chaos with that. And he's, he's clearly been thinking about it. Kevin Kiermaier has been thinking about it. Uh, the pitchers have definitely been thinking about it. The catchers have been thinking about it. And it, it's as much as it obviously has a physical element, it's the thinking the game through and how you have the decision-making that – becomes added to that, that to me will make this so much more complicated, right? Like, you know, the pitch clock, you know what you have to do. The shift limitations, you know what you have to do. The bigger bases, you know what you have to do. But how do you strategize on those two disengagements when you're already worried about a batter and you're trying to keep a guy from taking 90 feet? That, that's the one to me that is going to be, for everybody, is going to be the most complicated uh, to navigate. Shai, can you run us through some of the changes that Jose Barrios has made? And I, I got to be honest, it sounds like a lot that, that he's trying to work on, correct? Can you walk us through that? And is there a, have you got a feel for how will they know if it works? I think that's the point, right? It's going to sort of be all over the place with the WBC and, and I know they'll be watching some of that. How will they know all the changes and all the things he's been working on? Is it, how will they know when it's there and that's when they want Jose Barrios to look like when the season starts. Okay, so let's start with the second piece first. And essentially, if he's out of a more consistent release point, then they're going to feel like they're on the right track with him. Because 
if you look at his release point, the story that I wrote, I had his release point chart, and it's quite a big radial. And now part of that is because he was on the rubber in two different spots last year, and that alternated. But generally, it's a much tighter ball when a pitcher's right. And for Barrios, it was sort of a bit of a bigger square, which is not what you want. So I think that's the key identifier. In terms of what he's doing, like it sounds like a lot, but it's sort of a handful of small things, right? So one of them is getting on his back leg a little bit more when he's driving uh, in his delivery and making sure that that's a bit more consistent. And then, you know, the second piece, and these two are sort of tied together, is that he wants to keep his glove hand tighter and tighter inside his body on delivery, and that's to keep himself from flying open and to ensure that his spine and head are more aligned in a straight line towards the plate when he's driving there. So he's going to get on the middle of the rubber, and he feels that that's going to give him a good line to the plate that's going to allow him to better locate pitches. And the, the theory is that establishing a consistent release point will allow him to more regularly hit his spots because, you know, the stuff wasn't the issue last year. Uh, you know, the breaking ball was still moving. He was still getting swing and miss. He was still getting some chase. It's just his fastball was clearly located a lot of the time and got hit hard. And so how do you avoid that? And so the, the diagnosis uh, was, okay, let's correct uh, the inconsistencies in the release point, and that should solve everything. Whether it works, you know, we've got, we've got six months to figure out. Shy, is there a position battle? In camp the, this closest, year. the closest thing to it, like uh, assuming everybody's healthy, right? Right, that's assuming health, yes. Uh, but assuming a, a health right now, there's like there's one roster spot that's unspoken for. That's the 26th man, right? Who's the who's the last guy on the bench right now? Mm-hmm. And you know, if as we sit here today, my guess is that it would be either Nathan Lucas or or Otto Lopez. Mm-hmm. You know, we we they. There's certainly a lot of time to add. The Blue Jays, you know, seem uh, maybe are keeping that open to, to see if something pops up on the waiver wire at some point or someone's not making a team or gets out of a minor league contract and that's of interest. We certainly make the case that a right-handed hitting outfielder would be a, a nice compliment to have. But beyond that, if everything, if everyone, does, uh, everyone is just gets through spring training without hurting themselves, you know, this team is pretty set, which is pretty unique. And I don't know that I've been at a camp where I can remember a spring training, at least, where the roster has been as firmly locked in as this one. Shai, is there a – Brandon Belt, is there a perfect spot in the lineup for the Toronto Blue Jays opening day? If they had their pick, where do you think that would be for him? It's really interesting. I, I, I was talking to, uh, to a few players this morning about lineup construction and kind of how that works and, you know, whether it matters. And, and guys do believe it matters and do feel like, you know, you have to try to find complementary skill. Uh, I think that Brandon Bell probably ends up in four. Uh, it, I, I, I know they like this. I, I, I personally, if I, you know, the way I, if I had control, I, I would go this way where, you know, I, I like having George Springer, Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hitting in the first inning every time, getting the most at-bats. But I'd want a left-handed bat right after them just to make life difficult and for the opposing manager and give them a chance uh, to give them a choice to make later in games with their bullpen. And 
you know, Brandon Belt seems like the guy, the right guy. You know, if he's healthy and he's back to something like his 2021 form, then, you know, that's a middle-of-the-order bat. He's going to do some damage, especially with a short porch there and especially with the handedness and the guys in front of him. So uh, my guess is that he ends up somewhere in and around four right now. But it's funny. uh, I asked John Schneider about this uh, a few days ago, and he's like, he's like, come on, this early in camp, Shy? Oh, you know he knows already. Of course he knows already. Oh, you know the khakis have already told him. No, I'm just kidding. And it's it's never too early for this discussion. Never. But, but. I, you know, like I'm, I'm curious to see where that, where that does end up. But I, I did, and I'd expect we'd see maybe a little bit of experimentation. But yeah, you know, Brendan Bell in, in and around that four spot makes a lot of sense to me. So as we, uh, as we look ahead to the beginning of, of, uh, of Grapefruit League play, what, what is, what is the thing you're going to be looking for in these games? I think initially, you know, not to kind of harp on this too much, but it'll be a lot about how teams are adjusting to the rules, mm-hmm. right? You're usually watching those spring training games, right? Starting pitcher getting his work in, everything okay with starting pitcher, everyone, nobody got hurt, okay, good to go. But everyone's going to be throwing a lot of stuff on the wall during these spring training games, and teams are trying to game out various scenarios and trying to prepare for how how opponents are going to attack this, uh, you know, you, you figure the Tampa Bay Rays are going to do something hella weird and, you know, the Dodgers will probably have it all figured out and do it better than everybody else. But, you know, the, there's going to be so much experimentation. I think there's going to be so much chaos. And, and like, who's going to be the first guy to have uh, an automatic ball or strike yeah. against them, right? Like, all that stuff. To me, that's, that's what's going to be super compelling because in spring training, aside from guys getting ready, uh, it's really also a crash course in adjusting to the rules. And the expectation is that there's going to be a lot of growing pains as those guys are doing that. Shy, good stuff as always, my friend. Thank you so much hey, for Shai, doing this. Shy, real quick, I, oh, I, I hear loud noises in the background. Who, who is that in the cage? Uh, I'm actually um, watching the sides right now. Oh, uh, but I can't. I can't. Uh, I'm by the bullpen, but I can't see. I think Hagen Danner is one of the guys on the mound. Mm. Uh, but I, I can't see. I'm a little too far away for the numbers right now. Okay, works for us. Thanks, Shy. Mm-hmm. Be well. See you, Shy. Yeah. Take care, guys. Shy Davidi, our MLB inside with Sportsnet. Of course, Sportsnet will have you covered all spring training long. Got a ton of games on Sportsnet. Got them on the radio yep. as well. Team's good. Um, it is good. Yeah. It's uh, it's a team that's good. It's a team that learned a really tough lesson last year in that loss to Seattle. That was embarrassing. And, yeah, I don't think there's ever such a thing as a good loss, but I do think there's a loss that maybe lights a little bit of a fire under you. And I've got to think that maybe that that memory of the way that game fell apart We'll linger for a while. Very quickly before we go, I don't know why people are... You're going to disagree with me in this. Mm. I don't know why people are overthinking the lineup thing. To me, Bo Bichette's this team's cleanup hitter, period. And I I get that, I think, at the start of the year, I think you guys are right. At the start of the year, versus left-handed pitch... Or versus right-handed pitching, we'll see Brandon Belt in the cleanup spot. Versus left-handed pitching, we see Bo Bichette in the cleanup spot. I will make you a bet right now that Bo Bichette is the everyday cleanup hitter for this team by the end of May. I think that's strong. I I, I think it's about performance. I, I do think that's a big deal. Uh, I, I think the only thing that we know for sure is George Springer will lead off. Other than that, 
I don't think you really know. And I think that's the beauty of this lineup. I think it's a really good lineup. Is it a great lineup? Only time will tell. Will the the stadium at the Rogers Center make it great? Mm. Because now all of a sudden you're seeing right-handed hitters trying to attack the slider down and away to create a little backspin to get the 359-foot homer. Fences are closer. That's a big deal. Not too many hitters that are right-handed. That's just the way it is. Can go the other way consistently. The field now, because the fences are closer, you, are a bigger deal. You that have, could make this lineup great. So I don't agree with you. I know okay. that's why you asked the question. Right. I think it's performance-driven. I do think there's something to you want your best three hitters up more than other people. Is Bo one of your better three hitters? Yeah. Why is he hitting cleanup? Why would you want Brandon Bailed hitting in the ninth inning with two outs instead of Bo Bichette? I would argue. That's the thing you got to ask I would argue yourself. if Brandon Belt can clean up. That's a big question, then Brandon, then Brandon Belt is good enough to be up with two outs in the ninth inning. Not too far removed, Bo Bichette led the American League in hits. Uh, how did Belt look last year? I uh, again, it's all about it's all about health. It's it's no question. As I said, yeah, this mm-hmm. this is going to be. There's not a lot of openings on this team. Shy's right. Nathan Lucas and versus Otto Lopez. Maybe there's something in the bullpen. But even with that, this is going to be a fun spring training to watch because there's some stuff that this team has to get. No question, has to get right. First ones in the books. Worked out that? okay. Didn't insult too many people. Pretty good. It's early. It is early. Again, number one in the books for Blair and Barker. We'll be back tomorrow from 11 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fan of Sportsnet 360. Please, if you're listening to us via podcast, review and rate us. It means so much to my friend Kevin. It really does. It makes his day if you leave us a five-star review. Thanks so much. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.